At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSEN, the sports betting network. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into another edition of Rush Hour presented by Bed Rivers here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host, and as always, we are broadcasting live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook just outside of Chicago in Des Plaines, Illinois, and we are getting you geared up for the weekend full of action. We've got bowl games. We've got NFL Week 15 for the time being, at least. We'll see all these games alter. We already saw the Browns and Raiders game move. We'll keep an eye and monitor the status of some of these other games that are, I guess, somewhat up in the air. But it seems like it should be stable for the most part. But helping us handicap it all in 15 minutes, we'll actually talk some college hoops. How about Greg Hoops Peterson, the newly engaged uh, man out there in Las Vegas who, look, I, I don't know how he has time to get a fiancé now because he's handicapping every single college basketball game. The man is a machine, and we are pumped to get his thoughts on tonight's college hoop slate in 15 minutes. Then a half hour from now, our Friday regular former Super Contest champ, James Salinas, who's also co-host of the Pro Football Blitz with another former Super Contest champion, Brady Cannon. But James will be joining us, as he always does, in a half hour, and we'll get a few plays out of James. He adds a lot more throughout the course of the weekend, so that's why you got to tune into his program as well on VEASAN on Saturdays and Sundays. But he'll give us a tease of what he likes in a half hour. 45 minutes from now, Danny's Dimes, my best bets with a play in hockey, college football action I like this weekend, and just pretty much in summation, all of the plays that I have made this past week with the NFL. We had a teaser, we had some totals, we had some straight-up plays, so we'll recap all of that in the final block of this show that's going to be about 45 minutes from now. But to kick things off, as we always do on Fridays, let's kind of gander into those top props for the weekend with Prop Shelf where we see which games may have the best available plays, not necessarily in the money line spread or total, but with these player propositions. One of my favorite segments, it is time for Prop Shelf, and let's begin with a Sunday night football matchup, the Saints and the Bucks. And it's funny because a lot of these books don't really have so many props posted because a lot of player status is up in the air because of COVID-19. And usually you don't get Sunday night football ones available, but this one is because it's kind of a unique situation. And Tom Brady is the player I am king in on. 295 and a half with his passing yards prop over about minus 121 under minus 110 for Brady who is already averaging 318 passing yards per game I mean it's incredible the dude just has no quit in him he's a favorite to win MVP and he's looking to get a revenge spot here against the Saints remember he fell 
thought to Simeon in that game. And look, despite them losing that game, he still padded the stats. 28 completions on 40 attempts, had 375 passing yards, four touchdowns, and two interceptions. Whatever it is, the Bucks always seem to struggle against the Saints. But the benefit, I suppose, for Tampa Bay, not only just being in a revenge spot at home and the Saints having Taysom Hill as their quarterback, is that Sean Payton will be missing this game because of COVID as well. But even whatever, you can factor that in. You don't have to factor it in. I also consider that the Saints rank 11th in DVOA pass defense, allowing on average to other quarterbacks about 260 passing yards per game. And yards per completion, 11.1. That's 27th worst in the NFL. Tom Brady is a man who loves to play with a chip on his shoulder. He remembers what has happened this season against the Saints. He knows that this is a weak, vulnerable team. And he's going to keep his foot on the pedal. So I think going over 295 and a half with his passing yards is a viable play. And that's what I'm rocking with for Tom Brady and his passing yards. Keeping it in this game, let's go to a man I hope he's throwing it too frequently. Chris Godwin, who's been his favorite target this season. Receiving yards prop, 72 and a half at Bet Rivers. The over minus 115, unders about minus 113. I'm going over with Chris Godwin. Look, he's averaging 81 receiving yards per game so far this season. Now, he hasn't gone over it in a majority of games, 6 out of 13 to be exact. But the last two games, he's gotten 105 and 143 in terms of receiving yards, respectively. I mean, when the dude goes off, he absolutely dominates. And he did that against the Saints the first go-around. Had eight catches on 12 targets, 140 receiving yards, and one touchdown. Again, the Saints have a great run defense. Tampa Bay isn't looking to run the ball. They really never have, only when they can't get anything going in the passing game or they've been up with a big lead. But assuming that the Saints' run defense can step up like they typically have this season, Tom Brady's going to keep passing it. That's why we like the passing yards over, and his favorite target should have a feast as well in Chris Godwin. So I'm going him over 72.5 receiving yards. And just something else to throw out there that's pretty interesting, when you look at the opposing lead receivers against the Saints, so every team and their lead receiver, 8 out of 13 of the games, have had a lead receiver go over this mark of 72.5. Chris Godwin naturally being one of them earlier this season, but I'm thinking he does it again. It's going to be showing no mercy out of this Tampa Bay squad against the Saints. So I like Brady over his passing yards, and I like Godwin over his receiving yards of 72.5. But we're not quite done with this game yet. One more bet that i got to talk about here, and it's not on the side of Tampa Bay. I do have some hope in a certain area for the Saints, and it is with Taysom Hill. Not necessarily with him slinging the pigskin, but how he can do carrying it. Let's look at his rushing yards and rush attempts. And his rush attempts is about 8.5 over minus 115, under minus 110. The odds dropped a lot once the news of Sean Payton coming out. I guess that really affected everything, and rightfully so, but I was a little appalled to see it affect the odds that much, but better in our favor. I do lean over for his rush attempts. He's gotten 11 in both of the games he started so far this year. So, yes, I do lean over. But that's more so of a lean. The actual play that I'm, gonna, that I'm going to make with Taysom Mill is going to be his rushing yards over. It was like 43.5. Then it dipped to 42.5 over minus 115. I'm going to bet this thing over because even if you don't look at just the two games he started, if you look at all eight games that he has been involved with, He's averaging 35 rushing yards per game, so pretty close to where this prop mark is set at. All right, well, if we even narrow it down further, the two games that he has started, he's averaging 87 rushing yards per game. He's gone over it in both marks, and he's getting eight yards per carry. The Bucks to opposing quarterbacks, allowing them about 23 rushing yards per game. And just for a frame of reference, how have some other mobile quarterbacks done against Tampa Bay? Jalen Hurts had 10 rushing attempts for 44 yards. Justin Fields had eight rushing attempts, 38 yards. Jameis Winston only had four rush attempts and still managed to get 40 rushing yards. Josh Allen last week, 12 carries, 109 rushing yards. The Saints got to be creative. Taysom Hill's got to improvise. They got to move the ball somehow. And a lot of success for the Saints moving the ball as of late has been in part because of what Taysom Hill is able to do with his feet. And I think the same has to be the case in this game. So give me Taysom Hill over 42 and a half rushing yards minus 115. All right, now we can finally move away from that Sunday night football showdown. Let's look a little bit earlier on the Sunday slate, keeping it in the combo with quarterbacks and rushing yards. Let's talk Ryan Tannehill here. This prop is varying at many books, 13 and a half, 14 and a half, 12 and a half, but 10 and a half was the best number out there. Over minus 136, I played that. I played up to 13 and a half. 
but the best number was 10 in the hook. Had to pay the price, though. I was willing to do it, minus 136. As of this point, Tannehill's already averaging over 17 rushing yards per game, about 5.5 yards per carry, and he's gone over this mark of 10.5, up to 13.5, in 7 out of 13 games. You look at the Steelers, another team that has been vulnerable to giving up rushing yards to quarterbacks. On average, about 23 rushing yards per game is what opposing quarterbacks have gotten. And five opposing QBs have gone over 10.5 rushing yards. Steelers also, we've talked about it many times, this isn't the same defense as last year. They're banged up, just not as talented, and that happens. You know, regression is seemingly inevitable in the NFL where it's so hard to replicate success, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But the Steelers rank 30th in DVOA run defense, and they're allowing their opponents the most yards per carry in the NFL at five. I get it, that's more skewed for running backs in particular, but, you know, when quarterbacks are getting out, getting in open space, they get even bigger gaps, can only take one rush to get you over that for Tannehill, and I think he's going to have to improvise and be mobile in this very intriguing game. That spread's moving down in favor of Pittsburgh, more on that later, but I like Tannehill to go over 10.5 rushing yards, minus 136. If you can't get that, I would play it up to 13.5 for Tannehill's rushing yards. So those are the plays that, I'm doing officially for the props. There is one more that I wanted to discuss that I didn't bet officially, but I wanted to recognize this and throw it out there in case anyone else had more conviction. Let's talk about Mac Jones and the Patriots taking on the Indianapolis Colts. And when you look at quarterback props, what you want to do, how to handicap it is think, all right, what's the nature of this game going to be? How is the rhythm? How are the Patriots going to be doing? And we talked about this. I like the Colts in this game. I think they win it outright. So with that being my thought process, well, the Patriots are probably going to be trailing. The run de the run offense might not be as solid considering the run defense for the Colts is pretty solid. So I believe Mac Jones may have to pass it more. This kid's got a completion rate of 70%. I'm looking to, for him to really go over 20 and a half pass completions. He's averaging 21 per game. He's gone over it in 8 out of 13 games. And then just for more context, let's take out the Buffalo game where he only had, what, two completions on three targets or three pass attempts. If you take that out, he's averaging over 22 completions per game. And in every game the Patriots have lost, he has gone over this mark except for one, which was against the Cowboys where he only had 15 pass completions. But in the games that the Patriots have lost, they've been trailing. He's needed to pass the ball more, ball more which I think could be the case in this game. He's averaging over 26 completions in those spots. Colts are allowing opponents to get 22 completions per game. And 6 out of 13 opposing quarterbacks have gone, uh, gone over this mark versus the Colts. They're allowing their opponents to complete over 65% of their passes. Again, Mac Jones is completing over 70%. So if you're in agreement with me and you think that the Patriots may be trailing, may be needing to throw the ball, that I think a pretty safe bet for the most part would be Mac Jones over 20 and a half. But, man, these Patriots have been a tough out, and you really never know what the scheming of Bill Belichick is going to consist of. And when I like to bet these props, I kind of envision myself in the future, and if I lose, going back and being like, wow, you know, why did I lose that bet? And it could be because, well, the Patriots are a team that loves to run the ball. So that is what is causing some of my hesitancy, but I would have the strong lean with Jones over 20 and a half. As for the official plays, Tannehill over 10.5 rushing yards, Taysom Hill over 42.5 rushing yards, Chris Godwin over 72.5 receiving yards, and Tom Brady over 295.5 with his passing yards. We're talking college hoops next, so stick around. Greg Hoops Peterson joining us. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered because Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. You've got city casts Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, and of course, New York. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts and you get hooked up. Multiple episodes a week, great local sports betting content. Welcome back to Rush Hour here on the Cindy Sports Betting Network. I'm Danny Burke, your host at Danny Burke Fiber. You can follow me along on Twitter. Speaking of following on Twitter, you got to follow this man, the college basketball guru himself, Greg Hoops Peterson at GUnit underscore 81, the newly engaged man. Greg, congrats on the engagement. Congrats on really, as at this point, a very successful college basketball season. And thanks for joining us tonight. We got to get into it right away, though, because there is uh, a very interesting game about to tip off in about 15 minutes, my man. We got to talk NC State and Richmond. We see Richmond laying a point and a half, totals at 143 in this game. What did you like in this spot? It's a game in which I do think that NC State should be able to win it outright. The big thing for Richmond is that their Wolfos players have really been carrying them. Tyler Burton along with Grant Golden. Golden has actually given out four assists per game, and Jacob Gilliard has been good at being able to get swiped, but I think that Deron Sebron is going to be the best player in this game. He's been able to give NC State 20 points, 10 boards, two steals. Guy has been absolutely amazing for them all season long. They've been looking for answers without many baits, but the thing that I really like about NC State is that even though you've got Gilliard, giving you right around three and a half steals per game. You've got an NC State team that is in the top 20 in all of college basketball with regards to not turning it over on a per-possession basis. I think them hanging out to the ball is going to be huge in this spot. Okay, well, let's take a look at another spot. we got more time to get our bets in for this one, 7 p.m. Central time. Tell us about Villanova and Creighton. We see Nova as a six-and-a-half-point favorite. This total at 132-and-a-half. You liking the side of Villanova here, or is the spread maybe a little bit too high in your estimation? I actually set this personally at six and a half. I wound up grabbing a six myself. At the six and a half, I'd be willing to lay it before I'd be willing to take it just because Creighton does have a lot of issues. But I think that this is going to be a good bounce back spot for Villanova. And when it comes to Villanova, the last two games, they just have not been able to be able to put the ball in the basket. They wound up shooting 22% in that game against Baylor. I tell you right now, that's not going to happen against this Creighton team. And for Creighton, I just have my trepidations with them because when it comes to a spread of like six, seven, eight points, typically free throw shooting comes into play. Creighton, they're shooting about 30% from three-point range, 69% free throw line. Meanwhile, Villanova, they hit their free throw, 77%. So if they wind up getting hacked up like six points with a minute left to go, you feel good about these guys. And Villanova does a good job of holding on to the ball as well. 9.1 turnovers per game. That's in the top 10 in all of college basketball. I think the Villanova should be dialed in. It's a team that just has had a rough shooting day each out of the last two that they went out there. I think that they, they snap out of this bunk here. So I take a look at Villanova up to six and a half here. And when it comes to total, set it at 137 myself. So right around a 132 and a half, even a, like a 133-ish. I like the over. All right, so Greg leaning toward the over and Villanova against the Blue Jays of Creighton. Let's move forward. 
Look at a later game about 9 p.m. Central time out on the West Coast Hoops. We've got St. Mary's and SDSU. San Diego State catching three in this spot. Very low total, 119 and a half. What were your thoughts? What were they really for this game? When you see a total this low, where did you have that set at? I set it at 122. So my total is low. I couldn't get this low. Now, San Diego State, with regards to points scored on a per-possession basis, they're actually in the bottom 80 of all of college basketball. And I do think that that's going to tick up a little bit. Matt Bradley starting to dial in a little bit for San Diego State has been able to give the team 15 points per game. He needs guys outside of him to do a little bit of a better job. And then you take a look at both of these teams. They're not necessarily great at the free throw line, but St. Mary's has a little bit of an edge there. Now, when it comes to St. Mary's, I think that they should be able to get it done. I actually wound up retweeting my New York Post article with regards to this game, and I wound up siding with St. Mary's in the spot. I wound up making them a five-and-a-half-point favorite personally just because with St. Mary's, you've got so many guys that do a good job down low being able to give you three, four, five rebounds per game. It's a team that I always like to say the whole is greater than the sum of its parts when it comes to them. And I do think that with Nathan Mensa being the only guy that's really able to grab boards for the San Diego State team, I think that St. Mary's is going to do a good job of holding San Diego State to only one attempt. So I want to make in this line 122 with regards to the total. And when it comes to St. Mary's, one to lay up to five and a half with them to land the point. Ooh, okay. All right. St. Mary's, good number now compared to where you said it, two and a half at Bet Rivers in favor of St. Mary's. Let's take a look at Wake Forest Demon Deacons, Greg, laying nine against Charlotte. This total we're seeing 138 and a half, slightly shaded to the under, about minus 110. The overs minus 109. What were you thinking for this matchup? I said Wake Forest personally as an 11-point favorite at 10. It was a little bit dicey, but I liked it. Here at 9, I'm even seeing a couple straight 8.5s as well. I really do like what you're getting here out of Wake Forest. Wake Forest has been a team that has been highly efficient. And I do lead to the under in this spot as well. You just take a look at the track record of Steve Forbes when he was at East Tennessee State. His team's always played tenacious defense. He brought with him Davion Williamson, who has been able to do a great job with this team. He's pumping in there 15 points per game. He's shooting over 90% at the free throw line. And with Charlotte, this is one of these lower teams in all of college basketball. The defense hasn't necessarily been too efficient, but I do think that they're going to look to make this game a little bit more slimy, a little bit more just ugly in general. And this is also a neutral court game as well, which is part of the reason why I do like this total under. It's going to be played at the Spectrum Center. So it is a little bit of a neutral court game and actually a little bit closer to Charlotte's campus. But even with that, I think that Wake Forest gets it done here. Both of these teams are playing in their home state of North Carolina. So that Wake Forest is an 11-point favorite. I made this total closer to about a 131. It's just because I do think that Charlotte does wind up getting their tempo. So I'm looking under and looking at the Demon Deacons. Now, Greg, you mentioned neutral court games. I feel like this is always a unique opportunity to look for certain betting angles, not only in college basketball, but whatever sport that you see it in a neutral site. What really differs or stands out to you when you see games presented in a neutral court? What are you looking for in terms of your betting angles or advantages? I always try to take a look at just some of the history in general with some of these neutral court games because I noticed that last week when we wound up having those games at Madison Square Garden, I don't know what it is about the Garden, but in games not involving St. John's, all these teams that wind up going there, they wind up just going out and shooting as cold as an igloo. You saw that with Tennessee going literally 6-0-40 from three-point range. That is not representative of them whatsoever, but and you saw it in the second game as well with UConn versus Villanova. Neither team could put the ball in the basket. When you get the traditional Maui Classic, meanwhile, you always notice that you've got those very soft rims. It seems like everything that is even questionable is going to be going into the basket. So I do think that that's very important because not all neutral courts are created equal. You also do want to be taking a little bit of a look at the travel because in the Charlotte versus Wake Forest game, both of these teams are playing in their home state. You really don't give an advantage too much to one team or the other. But if it be Wake Forest playing against, we'll just spitball here in California, you'd be given a little bit more of an edge to Wake Forest because they're playing in their home state, playing against a West Coast team that has to travel from west to east. So I think that there's a wide variety of factors to take into account. I always want to take a look at just how games have played out in general in the past and the travel when it comes to these games as well. Good advice as always, Hoops. All right, let's take a look at another spot here, Mississippi State and Furman. Mississippi State lane seven in the hook with a total of 137.5. What are we liking here? Now that it's down to seven and a half, I do like Mississippi State in this spot. It's a number that I set more around eight and a half, and we were seeing more eight and a half during the day. So 
sort of how this line move was going to dictate how I wound up playing this one. So I'm willing to lay the seven and a half here. When it comes to Mississippi State, the big thing, when it comes to Furman, is that you do have a guy in Jalen Swanson who's able to go off for a triple-double, but he's really the only guy that's able to give this team rebounding. Garrison Brooks is someone that I really like for this Mississippi State team, 11.75 rebounds. And if you recall his time two seasons ago, what he was with North Carolina was absolutely tremendous. I do think that Mississippi State, a team that shoots in the low 30s from three-point range, going to be able to pick it up Shaquille Moore. Be able to do a good job as an NC State transfer. You've also got Iverson Mole and Irish shot 42% from three last season, only about 27.5% this season. I think that he picks it up. So I'm willing to lay 7.5 when it comes to the Bulldogs. Greg, we got about 45 seconds. One more game to squeeze in there. Tell us about San Jose State and Portland. Portland's lane two in this game, total 144.5. This is going to be one of the more difficult ones on the board because I do like what both of these coaches have been able to do with regards to this one and when it comes to Portland what I think is very critical is that you've been able to get some very good top-end production from this team but when you take a look at what San Jose State has been able to do they've been able to cover a lot of games this is one that I wound up setting personally at one and a half with Portland so here at a two and a half I wouldn't go money line but I would take the points with San Jose State I think that it comes down to late game fouling Portland a little bit better at the free throw line but I think you got a relatively equally matched team I also like the under. Greg Hoops Peterson, host of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN at unit underscore 81. Greg, once again, congrats on the engagement. Best of luck with those plays and keep up the hard work. Love seeing it every day, my friend. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. You got it. There he is, Greg Peterson, one of the best follows, if not the best follow for college hoops. And when Major League Baseball comes around the corner, he's got you covered with that as well. We're going back to the NFL next segment. How about former Super Contest champion James Salinas joining us here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. As you know, the College Bowl season starts today, and VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. You get matchup analysis on every single bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or really you just want to find a few key high-value props, the VEASAN College Bowl betting guide can help give you an edge. So get your digital copy today for just $19.99, and you can get that at vsin.com slash subscribe. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back to the show. Time for one of our favorite segments of the week here on Rush Hour. James Salinas joining us, former Super Contest champion and co-host of the Pro Football Blitz right here on VSIN. And James, it's been a wonky week, to say the least, with all the COVID-19 protocols and games being rescheduled. But we're going to kind of narrow it down to some of the games that seems like they've stayed away from some of the mayhem. And let's begin with now the lone game on Saturday since the Raiders and Browns aren't playing. And that's the Colts and the Patriots. Indy, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this spot. Total at 45-and-a-half, slightly shaded to the over minus 113. What stood out to you for this matchup in Indy? Well, Danny, I'm going to tell you this right now. I'm going to preface this saying terms and conditions for these bets are subject to change <laughs> based on what we've seen this week. I mean, how wild has this week been with the COVID issues? And and hopefully for, for everybody's sake that they're all going to come out of it on the other side healthy and, and fine. But, man, this is so hard to, to, to try to handicap these games because we've seen, and you know me, I think we've, we've been on the air enough together to know that ultimately for me the, the value – I know we want to try to get ahead of the number and, and get the best number before it closes, but ultimately the value of player availability is so much more important to me as a better than, than trying to beat that closing line value. So in this case here, we've talked about a few games. I haven't bet anything yet. I'm definitely going to be waiting for any bets that I put in this weekend come, come Saturday and or Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whenever these games are played that I see these inactive reports first. So thinking about the game you mentioned with the Patriots and the Colts, so far, so good when it comes to COVID issues. And really, both of these teams are relatively healthy coming into this AFC showdown. And I think this, obviously, we know this is going to be a massive game on Saturday night. And I'm looking here where I'm not taking a side either way. I could lean either way. And anytime I can make a case for either side, I typically just stay away from it. But I definitely like the total. You talked about it, 45 and a half. I see some 46s here, juiced to $1.15 to play the under. 
And that's where I'm looking here is I'm looking at the under. Number one, we already know what Belichick could do. Goes without saying for not only the last two decades as a head coach for the Patriots, but also the course of his career with the Giants and everything else as defensive coordinator. He has right now is his his defense has allowed the least amount of points in the NFL, sitting at 15.4 points per game. And yes, they're going to be really challenged by the Colts' offensive line. It's going to be a great grudge match in the trenches, but it's also going to be a great X's and O's matchup too. You give me Bill Belichick to go two weeks to try to figure out how does he stop the running game with the Colts. I don't think they're going to completely shut it down. Jonathan Taylor has been sensational, and it's a terrific offensive line in front of him. Uh, so I think here what will happen is that he'll get some of his Will Taylor, but I think ultimately it's going to come down to Carson Wentz having to make plays in the passing game. And I think we've seen out of the course of his career, when he's forced to have to make some plays in the passing game, Carson Wentz can sometimes try to play hero ball and I think that's going to be a detriment to the, not only this Colts team, I'm leaning to the pass on this side, but ultimately I see under here at 46. And the other piece that I like here is there is a prop out there for interceptions. Now, I know Carson Wentz hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions so far this season, but I think he finds one here. It's sitting at over a half at a dollar uh, 105 minus 105. I think Belichick will confuse Wentz at some point, force him, especially something in the red zone force him into a throw, misread a coverage, and Carson Wentz reverts back to hero ball. I like both of those plays. I like the under 46 in this matchup. I also like Carson Wentz to throw an interception in this game. Yeah, right now minus 108 for Wentz to throw a pick, and uh, we've seen that be the case in many instances, and in a high-profile game certainly could come to fruition. And I like your angle on the total going under. I was pondering that at the beginning of the week, but the line was going up, so I'm like, am I missing something here? But these are two offenses that love to run the ball in two very solid defenses, so I'm completely in agreement with your line of thinking with that total. Yeah, 45.5 right now, but as you alluded to, some 46 is out there as well, so probably jump in on it sooner rather than later for the Patriots and the Colts. James, let's move on to Sunday now. Another game that, you know, knock on wood, hasn't been plagued too much with COVID-19 is the Steelers and the Titans. Personally, what I did in this one, James, is tease up Pittsburgh, paired it with another team, and this line has gone down to a half point, so it's virtually a pick -em. Titans a slight favorite. This totals at 43. What kind of area were you keying in on for this game? I am picking the Pittsburgh Steelers at home in this matchup. Thinking about the Steelers, let's talk about their perspective, how poorly they played, especially the first half, where they just got pushed around. You're thinking about last Thursday night against the Minnesota Vikings on primetime national TV, both sides of the football. They could, uh, I, I know Dalvin Cook was banged up, had 200 yards rushing. A lot of that was because there really just was no engagement from that front seven from the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I, I, I got to suspect that they really embarrassed by that performance, especially in that first half performance. Now, we saw them come roaring back in the second half, whether it was making adjustments or Coach Mike Tomlin kicking some ass somewhere in that locker room in half, at halftime to say, we've got to have some competitive pride to show out. Now, it did show out for the course of the 30 minutes, but you got to play a full 60. We know that in, in the NFL to be able to win games. Winning games is hard in this league. So, Thinking about where the Pittsburgh Steelers' mindset is, I think they're going to come with the right focus. Their competitive pride shows out. They've been embarrassed thinking about where they were a week and a half ago in that matchup against the Steelers. And they come into this game relatively healthy, too. Probably the, most, the healthiest they've been all season, especially on the defensive side, should get Joe Hayden back in the lineup for this matchup in that secondary. And Watt, T.J. Watt will be back on the field. He had a full practice for the last two days. So he'll be back out there rushing the passer, and then that's what it comes down to for me. The other side, this is the, the antithesis of being healthy. The Titans right now, 16 players on injury reserve. We know all the big players out with Henry, A.J. Brown, you name it. But they've also got a number of other starters out on this team, especially on the front seven on the defensive side, and a couple guys nicked up on the offensive line as well. And I, I just feel like Tannehill having to go into this situation, having to go into Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's a desperate team right now, an embarrassed team from how they performed against uh, Minnesota back on Thursday night. I think we're going to see a great effort and an inspired effort out of Pittsburgh. They're the healthier team, and I think they're going to run the football. Actually, I was, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to, to win this game straight up. Obviously, it's a pick em or plus one, whichever way you go. But I also was looking at Najee Harris being able to get after it, running the football here. His yardage is somewhere around 66.5, 67.5. Haven't played that yet, but I kind of like lean the over just because that Titans front seven is really beat up. 
Yeah, and that's what was so perplexing to see Tennessee open as a two-point favorite. So I was like, all right, I mean, I like the Steelers outright, but just because it's Pittsburgh and they sometimes kind of shoot themselves in the foot, I'll tease them up to be safe. But not going to be shocked at all to see Pittsburgh win that game outright. I, I like that angle just as much as you do. And then what do you got here for this Broncos and Bengals game? This game fascinates me, James, and I was almost going to get involved in the side. I didn't. I ended up playing the total under 44-and-a-half. So is this another game where maybe you're jumping in on the total, or now that we've seen the, mind uh, the line move in favor of Denver to three, did that cause you to bet anything? No, it got me off of it, actually. I wanted to lay less than the field goal with Denver. I think it's going to be a, a, a tight game, a close game. Ultimately, Denver... They've changed how they operate. They're running the football better now. Javante Williams, a little beat up, a little banged up. He's had a lot of carries over the last few weeks. Think about that that Sunday night football game against Kansas City and the amount of carries he got in that game. Now, he did split duties last week with, with Melvin Gordon, who came back in the lineup. And I know it was against Detroit, who talk about COVID issues. Yeah, that team was totally beat up having to come into that match up there against the Denver Broncos. But but ultimately, this is more so I'm betting the total. You talked about the total at 44 and a half under. I like that side as well. But more so, I like Cincinnati's team total to go under 20 and a half. It's sitting at $1.15. I'll lay that extra five cents because I think here, Cincinnati, this is, a, this is already an offensive line that wasn't very good. They're, they, they've already allowed 41 sacks of Joe Burrow. Now, some of that is on Joe Burrow holding the football too long. Little hero ball. He's such a competitive player. He wants the big play. He's going to compete out there. He's not looking to check down. But but also, it's not a, a good offensive line. They're beat up on the right side. They have some injuries. They have some COVID issues going on up there. And we also know Burrow will be prone to inter throw interceptions. He's forcing the football. He leads the league. He's now tied, I think, with with, uh, with with Jacksonville there with most interceptions so far this season. But ultimately, Denver's got a great secondary, and I think there's one thing you can criticize however you want with Vic Fangio's in-game management, which is very questionable when it comes to management of timeouts and throwing challenge flags, those types of things. But you can't question his ability to coach defense, and that's what we've seen out of the Denver Broncos. The last, Aside from Detroit last week, you think about the last couple games prior to that, both against the, the Chargers, as well as Kansas City, really shut down Justin Herbert the last time he came in here a couple of weeks ago in Mile High City against that Denver defense, as well as held Mahomes to under 200 yards, no touchdown passes on that Sunday night game and an interception. I really like the team total going under for Cincinnati, sitting at 20 and a half. I think Joe Burrow's going to struggle all day long against that Denver defense. James, you're the best. Always love giving your insight, even if we're waiting for the last second to see what happens. But still, we'll have these in the back of our mind, waiting to see if we can still pull the trigger because I'm liking a lot of these angles. And as always, you're killing it in the NFL. So thanks, as always, for making some time, James. We'll look forward to more content from you this weekend, my friend. Absolutely. Danny Dime, stay safe out there, my friend. Have a very prosperous weekend. You too, brother. Coming up next, Danny's Dimes, as he mentioned, that's going to be happening here. Stick around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet River Sportsbook takes football same game parlays to a whole other level. Because now you can combine same game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. And in addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same game parlay props for the college football matchups and just in time for the biggest games of the season. So download the Bet Rivers app or simply go to betrivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combination. Must be 21. Gambling problem. Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9. With the Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. in Virginia. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Playable in New Jersey as play Sugar House. Void where prohibited. All right, final segment here on this Friday evening. The show is Rush Hour. The network is VEASAN, and I'm Danny Burke, your host. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at DannyBurke5, VEASAN at VEASAN Live for more exclusive content. But let's get into it. My best bets for tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, and I don't know however long after that, but it's time for Danny's Dimes. Let's jump into it. Starting with some hockey. Had a tough loser last night with the Avalanche. Darcy Kemper scratched last second because of COVID, so he kind of got shafted on that play, but... Hopefully the tide turns for this matchup tonight with the Blackhawks and the Predators. How about it? I'm betting the Blackhawks game. I think I've done it one other time. They stunk it up, but I'm thinking they actually come through tonight. I bet Chicago minus a buck 35 on the money line. They're currently minus 150. That's about the highest I would play them on the money line. But why it's advantageous? Because they're playing the team that we tried to go against last night, which didn't work, the Nashville Predators, who have now won six straight. Beat Colorado last night 5-2, and they were missing about seven players and their entire coaching staff because of COVID. So you factor that in. You factor in that they're on the second leg of a back-to-back. You got to think the advantage lies with Chicago here. That's what the betting market indicates. Minus 125 is where Chicago opened, and as I alluded to, they're now up to minus a buck 50. And the last five out of six Blackhawks wins have been because Marc-Andre Fleury has been in the net, among many other reasons. But my point being is that Fleury is going to be in the net tonight. Kevin Lankinen, if it's him, you can't bet on the Blackhawks. He just can't. He's been a mess. He's not as good as he was last year, plain and simple. But Fleury finally coming into his own. This team is starting to show some life. And so is that line movement towards Chicago. So I'm backing it. And I took the Blackhawks, like I said, minus a buck 35 in a better situational spot as opposed to the Predators. So give me the Blackhawks and would still play them up to about minus 150, which is where we're seeing them now against Nashville. So we're rooting for the Blackhawks tonight at the UC. Hopefully they come through for us. Let's talk some college football, though. Early bowl game action tomorrow. We've got App State and Western Kentucky. We capped this game about two weeks ago, but just to refresh your memory, I'm taking Appalachian State in this game on the money line. I got them about minus a buck 35. Right now they're laying three at Bet Rivers, or if you want to play it a little bit safer, they're minus a buck 50 on the money line. You've got big time passing offenses here, the number one for Western Kentucky, but the thing is, both of these teams can score at will. That's why you're seeing a total that was in the 70s, I think. Now it's at 66 and a half. But my point being, yes, you could get a lot of explosive plays. The difference maker here is that App State's defense will probably be the team to get the key stop, whether it's one or two of them, end of the first half, end of the second half, somewhere in between, App State will make the difference with their defense. They have enough offense to keep up. It's a matter of getting a turnover or forcing the opposition to punt in a game like this, and I think the Mountaineers have a better chance to do so than Western Kentucky. Plus, if you're looking at just history, hey, App State has done well in bowl games. They've won six consecutive bowl games since 2015. Hopefully they can make that seven. So we're riding with the Mountaineers for college football. Manana on the money line, minus 135. Right now they're minus buck fifty. So you can either go in that route or you can lay the three because those are the numbers we're seeing right now at Bet Rivers. So root for the Mountaineers tomorrow morning. Let's go to the NFL, though. We've got the plethora of plays that we delved into this past week. We won't spend too much time on this first one because I've talked about it ad nauseum, it feels like. 
But a win total with the Tennessee Titans is a play that I wanted to recap. Over 11.5 wins right now is about minus 125. But you can get the Tennessee Titans under 11.5 wins for some plus money. And plus 105 is the bet we made. I think the Titans probably lose to the Steelers. So does James Salinas. We just talked about this. Look, the record already is 9-4. and four. Okay, so where are the three wins on the schedule? Not this week as a guaranteed one against Pittsburgh. Not the next week versus San Francisco, who's a better team than the Titans. Toss-up game I have week 17 versus Miami, who's finally starting to get under their feet and play well. They could win that game, but it's a toss-up. Week 18 is their one winnable game, and that's even at the end of the season. Who knows what the COVID issues are going to look like, injuries, and I don't know just if they need to play their starters in that game. They probably will because I don't think they're going to win that many down the stretch here, and the Colts very well might, but I just don't have any faith in the Titans to lay a price to think they get 12 wins and you're giving me plus money to the under with this banged-up team that, yes, had a big win after Derrick Henry was out against the Rams. After that, they haven't done anything impressive. I can't rely on this team, and I'm going to fade them. And I feel like you only have to fade teams. You only have to, but... It's a little bit maybe easier, more beneficial to fade teams at this point because of all the nonsense that's going on with players being absent because of COVID. It's easier to bet on them to fail than it is to have success at this point in Tennessee in particular. Look, last week we were handicapping it saying, let's have patience. They'll beat the Jags. You'll get a better price. Last week, the under was minus 157. We waited. They won. And now it's plus money. And we took it. So Tennessee Titans under 11 and a half wins with their adjusted win total. Let's go in a little bit closer in the future for a game that we can watch on Sunday. Let's go Bengals and Broncos. Again, we discussed this one with James Salinas. The route I am taking, despite the line movement going with Denver, didn't really have anything with the spread. I played the total under 44.5, which it's been bouncing back and forth. 44.5 down to 43.5 at 44, and now you're seeing it at 44. And I'm thinking kind of like James mentioned, these are two offenses that really rely on the run game. If the Bengals can get Joe Mixon going successfully, that's their bread and butter. As for the Broncos, Teddy Bridgewater, yeah, he has his moments, but if they can get the tandem of both Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon going, you bet you that's what they're going to do. I mean, that's absolutely what they want to do and how they want to attack this game, take the pressure off of Teddy Bridgewater. So the Broncos, you look at their offense, they're averaging about five and a half yards per play. On the road, Cincinnati is limiting opponents to just five yards per play. Broncos defensively limiting opponents overall to 5.4 yards per play since he's averaging about 5.8. But again, the philosophies of these teams, and if you look at their stats, DVOA, I could go into all the thick of it like we did earlier in the week, but it pretty much crosses each other out perfectly. And win may be a slight factor in this game. And it always seems to be in the Mile High City, whether it's weather or just you know having a little bit of home field advantage. But the Bengals have not been that great. They haven't been passing the ball that well. Joe Mixon's been a little bit banged up. We know Joe Burrow was. And you heard James say he likes a team total under for Cincinnati. I like the full game under the total of 44.5, but agree with James' assessment as well. But I'm imagining a lower-scoring affair in the Mile High City. So let's go Bengals, Broncos, under 44.5. Then we had a straight-up play with the game tomorrow, Saturday. Colts and Patriots. Now, this is a lopsided game in terms of the bets, right? I mean, you're getting over about 76% of bets and 70% of the handle on the Patriots, yet this line has moved in favor of the Colts. Early, early lines had the Pats minus 2.5. Now you're seeing the Colts at minus 2.5. Yards per play, Colts averaging 5.8, Patriots 5.6. Patriots not as great on the road with yards per play, averaging just 5 compared to at home where they're getting 6.2. I'm liking this Colts team a lot here. They're getting some momentum, and if Jonathan Taylor gets going early, so will the rest of this team. Now, defensively, the Colts have limited their opponents to under five yards per play their last three games, and the Patriots on the other side, they've limited their opponents to just 4.4 yards per play their last three games. But look at the opponents they played. I mean, they had Buffalo in that windy game where it was just a mess, Tennessee, who's gotten worse, and Atlanta, who obviously has had their issues. So the Patriots haven't had their really genuine top test it was against buffalo but the weather played a factor in there too more so than the opponent you could argue so this is going to be it and i'm going with the colts here who i think have the better advantage in the spot let's see what mac jones can do 
Let's see what this Patriots defense can do against Jonathan Taylor. Hopefully it doesn't come down to trusting Carson Wentz as much, but I'm taking the Colts on the money line right now. They're minus a buck 37. I think I got like minus 130, 135, whatever it is, I would still play the money line minus 137. And then finally, a teaser that we had during our segment teaser Tuesday, naturally on this past Tuesday, we teased up the Pittsburgh Steelers to plus eight when they were catching two. So from plus two to plus eight on a six-point teaser against the Titans. Again, I think they probably win this one outright, but you're probably going to feel a little bit safer if you tease them up. So if you get a one, I mean, you could get it over the key number of seven. However you want to play that, hopefully you got in earlier when we did. The other team that I did do the teaser on that also saw some movement was the San Francisco 49ers. Now, uh, they were eight and a half when we played this on Tuesday, minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half. Right now they're laying nine in the hook against Atlanta. Yeah, you could tease them down by seven. You typically don't want to do that. But if you feel comfortable laying more, I do think the 49ers should be more than capable of beating the Falcons at home by three or more. But those are all the plays we've got. Blackhawks tonight, a bunch of props you're seeing on the screen. I'll always tweet them out before the game at DannyBerg5 or subscribe to VEASAN on the newsletter to get a hold of them. But that's how we roll here on Rush Hour. Hopefully we get you some winning tickets here. We'll catch up on Monday. Enjoy the games and best of luck. Take care. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.